What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of a Star Wars podcast.com. I'm joined by one half of my favorite fans in the galaxy, and it's just Alex Vargas here today. How are you? Hello. Doing Hello. good. How are you? <clears throat> I'm all right. Uh, Becky is not here because she's not feeling well. So hopefully oh. she'll be here on the next episode. But for this episode, this is going to be a fun one, but. Before we do that, what what's been going on in your Star Wars lives? Your life, I guess. Life. You're the only one here. <laughs> yeah, Vicky. Hopefully she feels better. Um, yeah. Not much. Just kind of uh, looking at a lot of the collecting news that's been coming out of Toy Fair that ended this past weekend. A lot of really cool toys and models coming out. And uh, also pre-ordered The Last Jedi on... Uh, I think I got the Best Buy Steelbook. Mm-hmm. Because I missed out on the Rogue One steelbook and it bummed me out, so I made sure to pre-order it this time. Mm-hmm. I haven't pre-ordered at all. I, I usually like to go and try to find it in the wild. Yeah, that's always exciting. But, uh, I don't know, it kind of sucks when you have to go from you know, Best Buy to Best Buy to find it. And then by the time I get off work and I get, you know, with traffic and all that down here in Southern California, it just it takes too long. And I'd rather, I'd rather be guaranteed that I have it. Makes mm-hmm. it feel a little better. Yeah. Especially when sometimes that kind of stuff gets rare, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. I like the idea of the steelbooks, but at the same time, I, I'm i kind of into customizing my own DVD cases for Star Wars specifically. So I'm like, that would well, just be a waste. Well, I wish they would have continued with the numbering system that they did when they first released the, uh, what was it, the original trilogy on DVD with the uh, the bonus fourth disc it was you know four yeah i have six. that one yeah that's yeah. one that we have i haven't gotten in the other newer ones i don't need you know the crazy edits that have been made i since. also have the blu-ray <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm good without that one but like i like how it has four five six and the prequels all said one two and three and mm-hmm. i was hoping they would have continued with that you know seven eight even rogue one would have just you know had rogue one but now that you have all these new movies every single store has its own version so it's kind of hard to stay consistent with the type of casing you have right i know that which is why i'm like oh i should just make my own and then they'll all look all look the, the same. same yeah yeah i mean target had, usually that was my go-to place but for what was it the force awakens their exclusive cover was cardboard Hmm. And I want something a little more durable, so that sounds like you know what I'm gonna go to Best Buy. Oh, like their exclusive ex- quote unquote cover was their, just a like slip. No, well the actual con- the actual case itself was made of cardboard, like there was oh. no hard plastic, and you could you could interchange the pictures and it came with the book. But to me, I'd rather make sure that my my movies are protected in something a little more durable than paper. Yeah. So I opted for the steel book. Also, DVD cases these days suck. They're yeah. so flimsy. Mm-hmm. They used to be, like, back back when PS2 was back still a thing. Yeah, back in my day when PS2s were still consoles that, that, that were, like, new and hot. The cases felt so strong and durable. They were, like, thick plastic. Same with DVDs. Like, my prequel DVDs feel, like, thick. 
you and know? they had the little side snaps so they would lock closed yeah and they and they felt like durable like when you bought a dvd back then you're like yeah like i have a thing now you buy it you blow on it too hard and it like evaporates <laughs> it's like well that's that's oh, lame that's kind of why i wanted the steel book because at least that way i know it's it's durable i mean right. also the steel books i mean they look really good yeah but uh i don't know if i ever find a rogue one steel book i wonder if there's someone out there that makes custom steel books like could you get someone to make you a custom like new hope steel book i don't know but that's uh that's actually a really cool idea yeah i'm looking i'm sure someone out there there's got to be somebody right i'm sure someone has figured it out i mean printing on metal is easier now than it was i think it's just finding blank versions of of the books themselves to to do all the fun stuff on steelbook.com media wrapped in metal although i think this is like an actual company that does it for oh like for actual movies but i don't know like i'm looking at it and they have so many things but at the same time i'm like is this just a company yeah this is like a company this isn't a thing you can order from this is like hey we made the steelbooks you know for oh okay so they're literally owned and made by one company oh yeah so wow uh that's a good monopoly yeah yeah they pretty much yeah (laughs) they have a monopoly on it that sucks yeah it's still books they go up in price so you know it's it's you're never gonna find it for the 30 dollar to start it off in yeah, I was talking about this with a friend of mine because we were. T- he he was like, I don't really like steel books, and I was like, oh, I like a, I like some of them. Um, I have one for a game, a PS3 game that I got. That they only gave they only gave it out at GameStop if you reserved it, and they only had limited amount. And I managed to get one, and, and I remember at the time when I got it, the just the steel book, not even the game, the just the steel book was worth. 60 bucks like as much as the game that's crazy yeah so i kept i kept that i still have that and i have a couple others but like one of my star wars battlefronts also a steel book but uh yeah uh what what else has been going on not well no i don't know i was gonna say not much but we have uh down here something california WonderCon coming up out in uh march (laughs) so it's a little sister I mean, it's a pretty big convention, but it's run by the same people that run San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, if you're in yeah. Southern California and Anaheim in March, you should definitely check it out because it's a lot of fun. Uh, I do love WonderCon. Yeah, I, 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 I miss when it was in San Francisco. Yeah. But I'll be working Sunday at the 501st booth, uh, just kind of giving people information. If you want to learn how to make the costumes, come find me. You'll, I'll probably be wearing my giant three-pound uh, Star Wars patch vest. I'll give you guys trading cards. I'll give you guys whatever you want. We usually have little little goodies and definitely take pictures with Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers. Somebody walks up. Yeah, do you have a Diet Coke? Why? Why, yes. We, hey, honestly, <laughs> we usually have a little little stash of snacks underneath our table. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you might as well. We need it. It's like convention like, prices are so nuts. Right? $4 for like a bottle of water? Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's just been a lot of waiting for... The Last Jedi to come out on DVD. Yeah, Waiting that's for toys next to come out. month. It's coming right? up soon, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's one of our news stories, actually. Oh, one other thing that I've been doing. Um, if you're in Florida or in California, you 
have probably well actually no matter where you are you've seen pictures of galaxy's edge um the new star wars expansions for the disney parks mm-hmm. uh, a few pictures popped up the other day of pallets with pieces of the millennium falcon on the pallets and you can just see them lowering them into the land from the trucks and and there's uh pictures not necessarily leaking but they're they're being released by uh disney of poe dameron's x-wing and now we're getting more close-ups of the millennium falcon and it's just really exciting to nice. uh, finally see these these familiar pieces of star wars um you know out in the land versus these uh all we've seen for what the past year and a half are just steel structures we're seeing more star wars yeah anyway uh i'm trying to think of what's been going on (laughs) (laughs) not a lot um i've been i've just been really busy and then i haven't really interacted with much star wars stuff other than watching rebels yes which i think we're gonna be waiting on really spoilery things i think once the the season is finished which there's only two more weeks right Two, two more th- weeks and then the so. finale and then the finale yeah okay so probably the week i have to look at what our episodes are but probably the week of the finale we will do a season four we're, we haven't decided yet we're gonna, either going to do a complete season four wrap-up or like a look back on the series as a whole but i don't know that i don't know it'll probably end up being just a season four thing and then maybe down the road we'll do a look back uh on the whole thing because then we can because i feel like we're going to want to talk about all the stuff that happened in season four yeah so just in this last half and these last two episodes i mean right there you already have some not saying what happens but yeah. things happen and i kind of want to talk about big it, things but i want to wait i think we need to see the yeah. larger picture yeah there's there's some uh big things going on i've told multiple people about a theory I have, and and they're all like, you know, that's kind of compelling. So <laughs> we'll see. You'll have to tell we'll me see. when we're done with after this. It episode. has to, yeah. It has to do with the wolves. Um, uh, I think I know what the wolves are, but yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't had much time to devote to Star Wars. I did today though watch, and I sent you guys that video. I don't know if you guys watched it. Um, I found this YouTube channel called Movies with Mikey. It's very mm-hmm. popular. I watched both parts of this series he did called how we see star wars very interesting actually uh it's all about like how people felt about each movie at the time when they came out and how it's never like when the first one came out like there were people that disliked it like like they he reads some of the reviews that are like oh it's so like devoid of meaning and stuff like (laughs) and stuff and then he talks about when empire came out how like it was really split and there were people that vehemently hated it like oh that sounds familiar doesn't it yeah it just sounds so familiar and yeah and he brings up the fact that like people hated it because you know it was so different and because a lot of their fan theories like people had all these fan theories coming out of a new hope then they just were slant like gotten rid of and they're like well well wait you know (laughs) oh that sounds Uh, really familiar it does sound really familiar um he even goes through the prequels and talks about how like the reviews at the time were still like pretty positive for those movies yeah and stuff and how people when they watched 
three, like they couldn't tell if they hated it or or they were depressed because it was over, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, well, speaking to that, it was funny today. Uh, I saw a meme, and it's funny because you and I grew up. The pre- the original movies were already out there. Yeah. But we grew up when the the prequels came out. And I remember the uh, the the generation that had seen the original movies when the prequels came out. They're like, oh man, the prequel sucks. It's all about the new movies, or it's all about the original trilogy. This, this, and that. And it people, you know, acted like that all the way up until the Force Awakens. Um, but now I'm seeing memes of this new generation that wasn't alive for the prequels, being like, oh man, the prequels are the best, and this new one sucks. It's like it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just reverting back. I'm like. I feel like a, I don't know. It's it's funny to see how everyone's like, my version of Star Wars is better than the one you grew up with. But it's like it's yeah. all the same stuff, guys. Yeah, there's a he um, in that video. He brings up that like, there's so many of these movies, and it's such a cultural phenomenon. He's like, I, I bet you that every one of these movies is somebody's favorite Star Wars movie. Like. Each, oh, yeah. you know, each one. There's probably someone out there whose Attack of the Clones is their absolute favorite one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that doesn't mean that they're any less of a of a I, fan or anything. It's, and then there's those five people. They're like, man, return to Endor. <laughs> That's funny. I was gonna say holiday special, but honestly, for how weird oh, it God. is, I really enjoy it. But return to Endor, like those movies. That you know what? Next time we're all together, we should watch that. We should watch the two yeah. of those movies because, for as cringy as the the holiday special is, it gets kind of weird in those Return to Ender movies, especially with like mm-hmm. the weird CGI and the monsters that don't actually move their mouths but are talking. What you'll see it. <laughs> it's like the the prosthetics that they use to make to make the monsters move their mouths. They're literally bobbing their heads up and down to get the jaw to move. That's like on a spring. We'll watch it together. Believe me, it's they're they're uh, they're unique. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, yeah, I think that's honestly about it in terms of Star Wars stuff. So, uh, anyway, before we get into our topic, you were listening to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you're from the class of '77 or The Last Jedi was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here. And now on to the topic of the show. Woo. For this episode, we're going to be talking about weird stuff in Star Wars. We already know Star Wars is a little weird. It's campy. It's fun. There's a little green man. There's space whales. He talks backwards. Space whales. Yeah. Space worms. Space bats. Space. A lot of things in space. A lot of things in space. Also, people move things with their mind. But honestly, <laughs> that's nothing. That's nothing compared to some of the things that actually existed and still exist <laughs> in Star Wars canon. Uh, and we're going to go over some of them. I think most of these are in Legends or were either like... Some of them were cut out of things. Um, but they're pretty fun. Uh, I don't know how to start this. I uh, I don't know where you want... Like, maybe what we could do is uh, you could you could pick a thing. And we'll talk about it, and then we'll go to another, and then I'll pick a thing, and we'll keep going because I know we have a lot of the same things. That sounds good. So instead of stepping on each other's toes, let's just do it that way. 
So what what's a weird thing in Star Wars that you've got? So I'm just going to choose. This one's not super weird, but one thing that I, I always found interesting was uh, there was an alien in the cantina scene. You, you, you can barely, barely see it in the movie of a, in a New Hope. But if you like a lot of the back, behind the scene pictures and some of the artwork, it's there. And the alien's name is Yamri. And Yamri is basically a nine foot tall praying mantis. Like the costume design or the, the, the creature shop at the time, I don't know what they were thinking. I feel like at a certain point, like, you know what? I'm just tired of coming up with an idea. Let's just make a really big bug. And it's legitimately a praying mantis. Giant hands, big bug eyes. It's green. I mean, it it's just very terrestrial to see in a space movie. Hmm. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because I just read a sentence from, from a thing. Uh, but uh, that's pretty weird. Yeah, just pulling it off of Wikipedia, they were a uh, sentient species of insects. They had mantis-like oh, bodies. Sentient, okay. They're sentient, yeah. They had mantis-like <laughs> bodies because they were mantises. Multifaceted eyes, thin torsos. Is is this the cricket at the bar that Mark Hamill <laughs> mentions in that uh, in the in the uh, oh, God Empire of Dreams documentary? Oh, it might be. Yeah. But like it's it's just so weird to see a giant praying mantis. I mean, you see a few little things here and there that are very earth earthy. Like you can tell that there right. was uh, inspiration. But I feel like they didn't even try it with this one. It was just let's just make a big bug. They're like, what do we have in the prop thing that we could put in the background? That in the background will look weird. But if we got too close, you know, people would notice. Because, uh, yeah, I, I have never seen it. I've always tried to find it because I know it's there. And I don't think I've ever actually seen it. The only reason I knew it was there is because of Empire of Dreams. Because mm-hmm. they show a close-up of it. Yeah, it actually says uh, the behind scenes, the character was referred to as the Praying Mantis. So, I mean, even then they knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, whatever, it's weird. And I'm pretty sure they made an action figure of it, too. So now I need to get that. No way. Yeah, I'm pretty (laughs) sure they did. (laughs) Oh, my God. But uh, that's my starting off with. It's not the weirdest thing yet, but it's... uh... Yeah. Um, I've got a pretty weird one um, from the the original run of Marvel Comics. Yeah. this one is called Mount Sorrow. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I got this from uh, from a website called Futurism. Uh, and they, they write, in the early days of the exp- the early days of the expanded universe were weird. Writers did not take the expanded canon all that seriously. That's clear seeing as how the most prominent elements of Star Wars Legends Canon prior to Timothy Zahn's Thrawn trilogy were Splinter of the Mind's Eye. The droids and Ewoks cartoons and a couple of Ewok film movies. Hey, see? And the holiday special. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this sentient mountain is perpetually crying. This <laughs> uh <laughs> and I guess it was on Endor. This mountain's crippling depression, however, is seen as a good thing as the mountain's tears can heal any ailment. Think Pokemon tears from the Pokemon movie. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I remember about that. that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so a crying mountain that heals people with its tears. That's very that Star Wars, right? And that was that was No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is one thing that I'm waiting to see in this last season of Ripples. You know, at the one crying point mountain. something's gonna happen and the tears will bring him back. 
that's yeah. how they resurrect Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. The tears of the Tears of the Mountain. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right, here let me pull up one of mine. Uh so speaking cause you mentioned the holiday special. There mm-hmm. was an interesting character in the cantina. For some reason, all these are in the cantina for mine. Uh, his name was Krellman. He was Krellman? a Krellman. He was a lonely humanoid who lived on the desert world of Tatooine. Um, the you'll remember him if you've seen the holiday special because he pours a drink into the hole in his head. Oh, that guy! That guy. Not only oh. not only did he drink from the hole on top of his head, he was very handsy. With the uh, the owner of the cantina in a very B Arthur B Arthur in a very creepy way, yeah. But just that was another one of those moments where it's like he. I don't I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, to be fair, that whole special is weird. Yes, and the characters are just a little half-assed. <laughs> just a, a little. little. <laughs> um, but again, this is one of those things where it's you know he has a mouth yet so he drinks through his head. Hmm. Yeah, he uh, he was a little, he was a bit insufferable. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was so funny, like watching that. I mean, if, for those of you that don't know, you can go watch our actual reactions to this character if you listen to our holiday special watch along episode. Um, the other one that I just saw that I wanted to bring up that was hilarious is uh, God, where did it go? It was so funny. Ah. Oh, it's in this article. All right. Uh, Are you aware of this thing called the Sun Crusher? Yes. Okay. So (laughs) the opening line, and this is from io9, Gizmodo. The opening line of this just made me laugh. It says, can a weapon be a Mary Sue? It says, thanks to Kevin Anderson's Jedi Academy trilogy, we know the answer is yes. Oh, man. Uh, the Sun Crusher is a small ship with the ability to destroy entire star systems thanks to its 11, quote, energy resonance torpedoes. It has a hyperdrive, indestructible armor, can withstand shots from the Death Star laser, and is basically completely unstoppable. Oh, and even the Emperor didn't know about it because no one would have possibly been able to explain its existence post-Return of the Jedi otherwise. And this is where the expanded universe got weird. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh my God. Because I'm looking at a picture of the ship. I mean, if you've never seen this ship, it has like a weird dome top, and then all of a sudden it has this long cylindrical cone going straight down and a teeny tiny satellite dish on the bottom. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even look practical. Yeah, so a Jedi apprentice named Kip Duran stole it and then drove it into a black hole, and that's how they got rid of it. Which is funny because they mentioned like that's probably the only conceivable way like the <laughs> author could think to get rid of it. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty stupid. Like you think Star Killer was bad? Don't even get don't even get me started about st- the Sun Crusher. All right. And that was one of many like, what do you call it? just uh mega weapons in the expanded yeah. universe that just i mean to the point to where there was a death star 3 but was technically a hologram <clears throat> let me what okay this i wasn't even gonna bring this one up hold on well you did now we're <laughs> now we're doing it let me pull it up real quick <clears throat> the death star 3 a fake death star 3 was built by the warlord 
Enix Devian of the Galactic Empire after he acquired an unfinished world craft being built in orbit or whatever. So he basically it was another Death Star. And what's interesting is that this is part of this crazy expanded universe story, I, I want to say within the comics. And then at some point, oh, here it is. So here's the, the behind the scenes. Uh, the Death Star 3 was created by Leland Chi to explain why a Death Star is present on the Star Tours ride when both of the stations in the movies were destroyed. It was later confirmed as canon in the blog Convenient Daily Departures, The History of Star Tours on StarWars.com. Now, this is in reference to the first Star Wars movie. Or, sorry, the uh, first Star Tours uh, ride, like the very first version with Rex. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, do you did you really need to come up with a backstory? You couldn't just say that was the Death Star and we're, you know, flying along with it? I don't think anyone really takes the ride seriously. Yeah. Like, Death Star 3, did you really have to come up with a third one? Like, I don't think that was needed. No. To the point. It, it's it's not, like, Star Tours wasn't canon. And it's, it was just, like, it's still a ride. Isn't. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It, to the point to where all of a sudden you start off, what, like, on Hoth? And then you end up during the Clone Wars, like you end up three decades you end up later, thirty years later, it's like <laughs> yeah. time jump and all that stuff. Like, don't there, there was no need for a Death Star. Yeah. come on. It's like you're at Disneyland. Just turn your head off. Yeah, just fine. You know, but that was that was a nice, fun, weird one. It's yeah. it's just so re- like Death Star three. That's so funny, right? I didn't know about that. All right, I got another crazy, really dumb one. Um. And it's in the form of a comic book. Um, and it's not, it's, it's like the plot of the comic itself. So this is back when Mar- Marvel was first running the Star Wars comics, like back in the day, like in the 80s, yeah. uh, before Dark Horse got it in the 90s. Is yeah, that right? I think early 90s, and then it reverted or moved over to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Watch DC, I'll have it. Uh, in a few years <laughs> 10 years from now yeah right. and i'll be like we're doing it all over again <laughs> no uh, so this there this was issue number 48 of the star wars comic uh and it's called the third law and uh it's the rebels princess leia and the rebellion's finance minister go to a banking planet to get a loan to buy x-wings <laughs> oh, it gets weirder this is gonna be exciting but Darth Vader is there, <laughs> and he want, and he wants to prevent Leia from getting a loan. <laughs> the, the planet has a rule about not carrying weapons, which Vader ignores to kill the finance minister. Except the finance minister was a droid, because the real finance minister died months ago. Leia fooled Vader into... <laughs> into uh, or fooled Vader in order to get Vader to commit murder and piss off the natives and secure her loan. Except that Vader fooled Leia because Vader didn't give a about the loan. He just wanted the Alderanian crown jewels that Leia put up his loan collateral. Yes, so that's... uh, That was canon at some point. That's unique. That is unique. Oh, I don't even God. know what to I say about I need to write it. down the time code, though. Oh, 27 minutes, okay. <laughs> because that's written in the in the <laughs> actual article oh my god that's so funny i <laughs> i i hope there are more like that um more like old marvel comics that are that dumb but oh they're i don't know and i really enjoyed those old uh style of the comics especially with the funky colors and the oddly drawn characters 
Uh-huh. They they just had a really cool style about them. All right, mm. I got a fun a fun one which I brought up All once right. on the podcast. So this is a storyline. So back in I want to say what the 2000s, early 2000s there was these Star Wars, was it called stories? Star Wars Tales. I'm sorry. Star Wars Tales comic books. And these stories are never supposed to be canon. They were just fun artist interpretations of stories that they thought up of. And one of the my favorite ones was about Jar Jar Binks' dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to... Let me see if I can just read a quick line from here. On a sailing trip with his family, Jar Jar's antics caused the ship to crash, stranding the family on a deserted island. As George, who is his son, watches his son screw up again and again, he puts a gun to his head and contemplates suicide, only for his wife to tell George to think of his son, causing George to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your that's your issue. It's a, it, a comic story about Jar Jar Minks's father committing suicide in front of his son. Oh my god! And I actually have this issue too, and I remember buying it when it first came out, and I didn't know this is one of the the last stories in the issue. And I remember reading it, being like, "Oh my god, what the hell!" And, oh, and they also show a picture of the Gungan that his dad wishes he had married, and she's co- she's completely naked, and her lady bits what? are covered by her ear flaps and like plants. Um... It gets really weird. This is probably one of, if not the <laughs> okay. weirdest stories ever associated with Star Wars. That sounds pretty strange. It is very, but it's a fun, it's a fun little read. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I have one. So there's a book. I've heard people talk a lot of smack about this book. Um, I'd never heard of it until I heard about it was bad. I've never seen it. Actually, I think the cover and the name are actually pretty cool, but. Because I, I would have been like, yeah, this is something I'd read. But then reading the description, I'm like, oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> uh, so there's a book in the old EU called The Crystal Star. Um, I don't know if you read this book. I did not. All right. Well, it includes centaurs and werewolves. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, it, and then it mentions that they still aren't the dumbest thing in the book. Uh, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> so Luke uh, joins a transparently evil cult led by a golden blob. The reason he does this is because he's sad he lost his force powers because a son died nearby. I, I don't know why that would change that. Uh, which is even more insulting than just joining a cult led uh, led by what is, <laughs> by all intents and purposes, a Star Trek villain. Uh, oh, man. Add the solo kids getting kidnapped for the umpteenth time and the millionth leftover rogue imperial officer. And you have a book whose only distinguishable characteristics are its terrible ones. Is that the one with Waru? Is that uh, the name with the weird blobby thing? I don't know. They didn't say. There's werewolves, which are W-Y-R, and then wolves, which... All right. Sure. Yeah, uh, Waru. He was the blob-shaped thing i don't even know what to call it he was a thing i don't know yeah the the books got weird the expanded universe got weird but to be fair there's a lot of things within star wars which i think my next one uh the bendu and the Mm -hmm. only reason i bring him up is because i feel 
A, he is a mushroom man. B, he gets he turns into a mad cloud. A mad, what? What? He turns into a mad cloud, not clown. What? Cloud. The Bendu. You remember that part? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Bendu did turn into a cloud. I just thought he was. I mean, I I kind of get his uh, his purpose for the the uh, rebels episodes that he was in. I just feel like his character and the way that they made him, they portrayed him was a little odd, especially him mm-hmm. turning into a mean cloud and then, you know, him disappearing. And it was just, it was a little, it was a little much for me, but uh, I think that Bendu was one of those, one of those guys that was uh, a little much. Yeah. I, I like the Bendu. I like his voice and all that. And, uh, he's a cool character. I'm sure he's coming back, but we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, Oh, hey, it's Jar Jar's uh, thing. You found it? Yeah. <laughs> I found another another collection of, like, weird stuff. Um, so, <clears throat> where's it at? Have you heard of uh, the time Darth Vader dined with sentient space raptors? I have not, so now let's, let's, <laughs> let's hear about this. Okay, so uh, this one is from Comic Book Resource. Uh, the Star Wars universe is filled with whatever. In Star Wars Empire number 31, Darth Vader visits the, S- the Sisiru inhabited planet of Tashari to meet with C.D. Re- Jesus Christ. Oh, that's, it. that's the, the pl- story with the right? I swear, sure. when they wrote these things, they literally had a kid talk and they just wrote it down. Yeah. They transcribed it. <laughs> uh, they And he sits down with the planet's president. Unfortunately, Vader's visit comes to an <laughs> comes at an inopportune time as the president is busy warding off assassination attempts of course this is all just dressing to watch articulate space raptors <laughs> argue politics while darth vader hangs out oh that's awesome uh, yeah the picture is amazing um i'm gonna put the picture actually i god if there was a way to photoshop the oh, you know what there might be a, a way i might need to photoshop the uh <laughs> the uh bubbles out of this picture and just make it the art because it is pretty amazing uh here i'll put it in the i'll put it in the chat it's it's pretty dumb oh my god <laughs> they even have like hair yeah they have and hair. giant collars they're like a foot oh these are amazing <laughs> yeah it's pretty stupid this is my next costume right here <laughs> oh my god what a deep cut like who next celebration who we will be going yeah as the, as the space the raptors space what are you i'm and we just we find a darth vader follow him around like we need help my name will be jordanthy you know oh this is gonna be fun like you're not a real fan unless you know about the space raptors <laughs> varagas <laughs> and mobali <laughs> oh my god uh, these are oh these are god. gonna be fun yeah yeah that's no, pretty fun all right do you have another one i do uh so you mentioned the comic books from the 80s and one of the characters that kind of he was there for for a lot of the books is, was this giant green rabbit his name is jackson have you ever heard of him i have heard of him so jackson was a lead piece smuggler from coachella prime and he uh, was a good friend of Han Solo's, and his ship was called the Rabbit's Foot. 
So he, he was a pretty funny character. You look at some of the artwork, giant teeth, big green ears, bright red outfit. He was a space bunny. Like there's no, nothing around it. He was a space bunny. It's another one of those moments yeah. where you wonder what the writers were thinking. But one of the things I really uh, enjoyed is when Marvel purchased, when, I, when Marvel acquired the Disney license, or I'm sorry, rewind. When Marvel acquired the Star Wars license, for issue one, they had something. I think the I think they had ninety eight variant covers. One of those covers was of Jackson on one side of a door listening in, and on the other side were all the original trilogy characters trying to be quiet, keep him out of the story. Let me see if I can send you a picture of this. I just really like how they reference back to the character. Right. Yeah, I've I've heard of Jackson. I first heard of him in like a, a documentary somewhere. I don't remember which, but um, yeah, he uh, and I know people. He, people have referred to him as like the Jar Jar before Jar Jar. Kind of, but Jackson could hold his own. Like he was he was an action person as opposed to bumbling. But no, yeah. he was ridiculous. A giant green space bunny. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Can't you can't beat that, um, or or maybe we can. We'll we'll see what else we come up with. I don't know. There's some pretty, there's still some pretty weird stuff. Have you heard about the guy who got measles and then Luke got to destroy the Death Star? <laughs> oh, I have not heard that one. <laughs> so, uh, this is also from Comic Book Resource. Um, in Star Wars Vader's Quest, fans were introduced to Jati Gneve a hotshot rebel pilot that was scheduled to partake in the Battle of Yavin. Unfortunately, Geneve was sidelined with the measles when the time came to deploy, allowing young Luke Skywalker to use Geneve's X-Wing to go out and save the day. Geneve became a bitter drunk, obsessed with the idea that Luke had robbed him of his fate of destroying the Death Star. Wow. Yeah. Which... I, I wish that was so canon. <laughs> can you imagine I, it's pretty silly i don't know if you ask me it's pretty silly, it's pretty silly. and this is this is anyway. one of those moments where it's like the, you feel like the writers were really reaching just to see if they can fill storylines like at a certain point i think you need to take a step back and really think about what you're writing and, and it's one thing to be writing for like <laughs> you need to really think you really about, need what, think you're about what you're writing i mean again <laughs> it's all a fake universe i, I understand that but uh-huh. The nice thing about the Star Wars Tales comic series is that you could literally write anything. I mean, the fact that they wrote about Jar Jar Binks' father committing suicide as one of the storylines. And it was under the con- within the context of it just being for fun. There were the kind of yeah. what-ifs or just... They had a, uh, a... One of the issues has a Pulp Fiction storyline with Mace Windu and Yoda, which is awesome. And in the background of that issue, or in the, the that uh, storyline, you have random... Disney characters popping up, like at the uh, diner, you have Buzz Lightyear sitting in the background. I mean, just random little tidbits, and that I liked. But for them to do bringing space, what was it, space wolves and unicorns into a book? I mean, the Crystal Star apparently had werewolves in it, right? so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, here's here's another weird one. Um, the book, The New Jedi Order, Vector Prime, A Moon Falls on Chewbacca. I was just going to bring this one and, up. And like, that's, I think, all you really need to say. Like, I, yeah. A Moon Fell on Chewbacca. That's, I love the picture, though. Is it, 
where he's had his hands are all up and there's like fire. Yeah. <laughs> he's embracing his fate. He's hugging the moon. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Although Yoda did slam the a uh, third Death Star into <laughs> uh, Palpatine's palace in Star Wars Infinities. Oh man. But that was pretty cool, <laughs> because that's also not never canon. It was like, oh, let's just do something nuts. And that that is fun. Yeah, uh, I I bet you're on this same article, and I'm gonna bring up the very next thing. Luke Skywalker's <laughs> ghost girlfriend yes. possesses the corpse of his suicidal Padawan to be with him, and he's cool with this. Oh man! Uh, from a book called Children of the Jedi from 1995 which these books had uh, beautiful cover artwork i know the covers are so cool they're, like they're the hand crystal painted, star all these yeah no yeah. they look great and then they you're like freaking awesome you're expecting the insides to be as good as the outsides but they say don't judge a book by its cover really <laughs> don't judge these books by their yeah, cover. don't judge these yeah um so uh this one callista ming was a jedi ghost haunting the eye of palpatine an old empire ship Rather than just turning up anywhere like Ben Kenobi's Jedi Ghost, when Luke and his student Cray, Cray Mingla hopped on board, the ship roared into autopilot, threatening to destroy the very planet that Han, Leia, and Chewie were investigating. Luke and Callista fell in love and saved the day thanks to Cray's last-minute sacrifice, but since Cray was ready to die to be with her lover anyway, maybe sacrifice isn't the best word. So then Callista is like the sweet, free body, possesses is then like sweet free body possesses Cray's vacated meat sack <laughs> and then she and luke start knocking boots yeah that's a book oh that's that that's happened weird yeah that's a book that happened but again the cover art that cover <laughs> looks art is dope beautiful. <laughs> yeah it's dope uh not sure what what like Gamorians are doing on a cover. But also, C three PO seems to have like a oh look to his face right now too, and uh, I don't know that that artwork yeah, is beautiful. Like, but again, yeah, they should make more more art like that for some of the comics. No, that would be really nice. Although it's it's hard <laughs> to collect with all these new covers. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do probably like one more each and then we can move on to the news. Let's see. Do I, th Oh, um, I don't think I have any more on my list. You don't I think that was it. All right. Well, I got one more. Go for it. Uh, Boba Fett falls into the Sarlacc pit again. <laughs> did he ever escape? Uh, uh, yeah, he did. Um, and then fell in oh, again, man. I guess. Uh, this is from star Wars number 81 in 1983 bringing back a popular character who might have died too soon feels like a no-brainer but bringing back boba fett is a little more challenging uh you'd only chip away at his best qualities mystery and professional efficiency the more times you brought him back so he could fail to kill han solo still you probably could have come up with a better idea than having an an amnesiac fett escape the sarlacc get mistaken for and stored as a droid by the jawas uh, get rescued by Han, get his memories back, try to kill Han again for about four minutes, then crash land right back into the Sarlacc's jaws. Oh, man. And then it mentions this wasn't even the last time he'd fall into the Sarlacc. 
so. <laughs> Star Wars. As you're slowly digested over a thousand years. Just get back up and fall in again. Yep. Fall in everything. Anyway, that was a bunch of weird stuff. If we missed any cool weird things, you can always email us at longtimeagoradio at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know because there's tons of stuff out there that's been there's written. There's probably way more than even like we're not seeing past this. We didn't even bring up uh, the 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 force sensitive droid or <laughs> uh, the Jedi Prince series, which had which was like weird fourth wall breaking stuff. Or the, all the Emperor's clones. Oh yeah. yeah, I think that's cool though. At a <laughs> I certain, like the but at a certain point, it's like, all right, we get it. He's you can't yeah. keep bringing back the same. You can't keep building the Death Star, you know. Oh yeah. wait, you can I do it three it. times, and then you build Star Killer base, and then you, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, on to the news. Ooh. I have good news for you, my lord. <laughs> Uh, ABC News, The Force of Sound, full featurette video has been released. Uh, the full 26-minute video about the sound effects of Star Wars The Last Jedi has been officially released by ABC News. The video takes us to Skywalker Ranch, where Skywalker Sound, the Oscar-nominated sound crew of The Last Jedi, do their magic. I actually haven't watched this yet. Neither have I been meaning to. Um, yeah. Um, I should get on that pretty soon, because that sounds pretty cool. Um, next news story. There's not much to say about that other than, like, that's cool. I want more things like that. I wonder if that'll be on the Blu-ray. I bet it will. Uh, let me see. I'll look that up because uh, StarWars.com yeah. actually posted all these special features. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, they're right here. Okay. Because uh, uh, I'm because <laughs> I'm about to literally talk about the Blu-ray. Is that the next story? Uh, the Yeah. The Last Jedi home video official release dates with new trailer and details, including 14 deleted scenes. So... Uh, if you're buying it digital, it comes out March 13th. But if you're going to buy the movie a Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, uh, that comes out March 27th. It's actually the first Star Wars movie ever in 4K. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, I don't have a, I have a 4K monitor, but not any devices that will play 4K Blu-rays. Funny enough, um, so I can't actually see it in 4K, but it's fine. Uh, one day I will. Uh, I'm going further down. Yeah, here are the complete details of the special features. So, the director and the Jedi go deep behind the scenes with writer-director Ryan Johnson on an intimate and personal journey through the production of the movie and experience what it's like to helm a global franchise, blah, 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 blah. Balance of the Force. Explore the mythology of the Force and why Ryan Johnson chose to interpret its role in such a unique way. That is exciting to me. Um... Scene breakdowns, lighting the spark, creating the space battle, um, Snoke and mirrors, <laughs> motion capture and Star Wars collide uh, as they take you through the deep, the detailed process of creating the movie's malevolent master villain. Showdown on crate, they break down everything that went into creating the stunning world scene in the movie's final confrontation, including the interplay between real world locations and visual effects. Um, and then designing the crystal foxes and all that. Uh, Andy Circus Live, which was one night only. Ryan, Di- Ryan, writer, God, I can't talk today. Writer, director Ryan Johnson presents two exclusive sequences 
from the movie featuring Andy Serkis riveting Raw on set performances during his digital makeover into Snoke. Um, 14 deleted scenes, like we said. Audio commentary, which can't wait for that. View the movie with in-depth feature audio commentary by writer-director Ryan Johnson. I think it's only Ryan Johnson, but um, we'll see. So there's a couple of different editions also, and they have different covers. Um, there is the multi-screen edition, which has, I guess, the DVD and the and it comes with the download code and all that stuff. Um, oh no, it is Blu-ray and digital. And then there's the Target exclusive version, which is the Blu-ray, the DVD, the digital version. And then it also the there's a there's a Am I right in saying this? The Steelbook version has like an art book and stuff in it. Uh, no, the the Target one. The Target also includes a bonus feature about the Porgs, and I believe that one also has the booklet. Right. So okay. that's that's your kind of a trade-off too. Is that my, my guess is that one Target has been doing a lot of their cases cardboard. Now I, I want to say uh-huh. that even uh, Rogue One, while it has a plastic slipcover over it, it's still cardboard. Like it's not as durable. So right. you're kind of cha- you're, you're exchanging the quality of the case for uh, extras. Like the book looks looks actually kind of cool. It has uh, it's just a gallery book. So there's just some pictures on it. So if you like to collect little booklets like that, that'd be fun one to do. But I, it's my guess is it's going to be kind of small. So it kind of depends on what version of the movie you want, plus what you want inside of your uh, you know 4K Blu-ray DVD. I mean, there's there's what I think four or five different versions right now. Yeah, there's even some more down here. So then there's the Best Buy exclusive version, which then there's the Steelbook that you're That's getting. That's the one that I'm right? getting. Yeah, um, and that one's just the Steelbook. And then there's also the Ultra 4K Ultra HD edition, which comes with the 4K Ultra Blue, uh, the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, which I'm gonna tell people right now, you need. To, to even watch this one you need a blu-ray player mm-hmm. capable of hdr and you need a tv capable of 4k hdr so this is a soup like this edition is for not most people like no it like, really isn't I, the thing though is i will probably get this one because it also comes with the blu-ray and the digital and the thing about the reason is because, you know, five years from now, you will probably have ultra HD. You know, you'll probably have a TV with HDR. Yeah, in and that it. might become the standard too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, 4K TVs a couple years ago were super expensive. Now they're now they're nor you know normal priced, and all the 1080p TVs are getting cheaper and 720 forget about it they don't even they don't even exist anymore uh so like the the hdr is the new hot thing in a couple years when you're getting a new tv you're gonna be like all right i'll get the 4k hdr one because there are 8k tvs on the horizon which at that point honestly we're getting to the point where like you the human eye literally cannot differentiate between 4 and 8k so yeah at at that point is it really worth it Exactly. It's start, it's getting to a point where it's even worth it. But at the same time, uh, I kind of like, I'm kind of a visual person. Like I like 
really nice visuals yeah. and things. So I I will I will probably end up getting the 4K Ultra one just because I have the it'll have the actual Blu-ray in it, which also like Blu-rays already look really good mm-hmm. anyway, so um, it'll be fine. But uh, you know, five years down the road, I'll have that. That'll be nice. And I believe right now there are, there are no plans to release it on 3D. I was re- um, I bet you uh, December they'll do it. Because isn't that what they did with Force They Awakens? did. I was reading some articles the other day, and they were saying that at this point, 3D has become... They, they pushed it really hard for it to kind of become, you know, something that people could really do. But it's 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 become a novelty to where they're not yeah. even making the, enough money off of selling a 3D to or a 3D uh, DVD or Blu-ray to really, you know, justify doing it. Yeah, and you have to have a special TV and, and, and the glasses and all that. It's on it to me. It's not worth it. It's not. I actually have um, two 3D Blu-rays. I have Tron Legacy, uh, the 3D Blu-ray, because when you bought the 3D Blu-ray version, they gave you the the 3D Blu-ray, then the regular Blu-ray, and then uh, they gave you the uh, Blu-ray version of the original. Oh, nice. Also, yeah. So it's like a double pack. Uh, which is the reason I bought it. And then I bought the Tangled, like, 3D Blu-ray. But, um, yeah, I don't have a 3D TV, so. But it came with all those. Like, they're both, like, three discs and super meaty. And yeah, for, if I really want 3D Star Wars, I'll just put my costume on and walk around. Like, yeah. I do really need to, ever reminding me, I need to start collecting the Disney Blu-rays because. They're going to the vault? Uh, do they still do that uh, yeah they go into the vault and stuff and then they're gone and then yeah i don't know why they do that it's to build uh what do you call it it's to get people to actually want to to build hype like if they kept everything always available they probably wouldn't make as much money because they'd have so much stock for they could say this is for a limited time only people snag it up and then they can wait two more years and release the exclusive diamond edition and then wait five years, the exclusive double double diamond. I mean, they, they kind of did that with Snow White. Like, I think there's something like nine different versions of that release. It's all the same. They're just different covers. Oh, yeah. <sighs> anyway. Man, I'm just kind of tired today. I don't know why. <laughs> um, this next news story, J.J. Abrams confirms that the Star Wars... Episode 9 script is finished. Woo! Yeah. Well, it comes out next year, so I hope it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, get started filming, guys. Hurry up. Yeah. I think they, uh, they, he did confirm a film date, actually. Oh, good. It's really soon. Um, so he was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and uh, he, they don't, I wish they had transcribed what he said, but uh, he said that, uh, it's done, and um, uh, I think that they're they're supposed to film pretty soon. But I, I oh God, Star Wars Newsnet, you failed me. <laughs> I, I wish that they would had transcribed this because that's what I was hoping to read, and then I didn't. I didn't get to. Well, so, so is it too soon for us to come up with a uh, theories episode for the last for episode nine? We can start placing bets now. Yeah, that's the thing, like, and it's, again, the, the movies with Mikey mm-hmm. video I watched where uh, he was saying that, like, people hated Empire until Je- until Jedi came out, and Jedi was very, very safe 
compared to Empire and and Jedi was and, and and then Last Jedi was just very crazy and now like we're probably going to get another kind of safe movie but um who knows well man. who knows maybe like, that's what we need too i mean return of the jedi i i thought was a good way to close out the storyline it was safe but it, it it you know you got that relationship with vader and his son and all that kind of it ends yeah. well i think at this point you want to make sure that this trilogy ends well and that there is an ending i don't think that they're going to try to make it can you know we're going to leave it open-ended for episode 10 11 12 i think at this point they, they want to close this trilogy and they'll get started mm-hmm. on these next two sets of, I don't even know if they're trilogies, but these next two sets of movies that they're starting already on. Yeah. I, man, that whole thing. I, I just, I don't know. There's a lot coming. It's, and I think there, there's so, so much, much coming. coming. And we never expected any of this. Yeah. I do wonder, though, if they are going to kill... I was watching Star Wars Explained, which if people out there aren't subscribed to that YouTube channel, you should. He's a nice guy. And uh, he makes so many videos, like, constantly. Um, he did a video about, like, whether or not the Star Wars story tag is probably done, like, after Solo. And I was like, man, I wonder. Like, will they just call them, you know, will they just call them Star Wars movies? Like, will it just be Star Wars colon... Well, what was it? Whatever Ryan Johnson's working on. Oh, they're called. Were they just called <laughs> anthology films? What was it before they were Star Wars? Started? They were called when they were first announced. They were called Star Wars anthology films, but now they're called whatever colon a Star Wars story. But they're wondering if because Rogue because of the trouble they've had with like they had the trouble with Rogue One and then they had all this trouble with Han Solo, like will they? just kind of ditch that format and be like all right we're gonna stop jumping around in the timeline and these new movies are all gonna be after like they're all gonna be they're gonna you know, follow one another story-wise as opposed to jumping 30 years and then 70 years and then 30 years and yeah yeah that, and that makes like, sense I, th- I know a lot of people n- that were not you know fans like us were confused yeah they're like where's ray who's this lady the Death Star? I thought that blew up. I thought that Back was over. Back in my this day, we four... only had two Death Stars. Yeah, now there's four of them and a Star Crusher? <laughs> what is this? Now, it's, it oh, makes man. sense. I mean, it, it was getting confusing for people. I mean, there were people coming up to me when Rogue One came out. So is this the second, you know, the, the next part? Where I didn't see Ray in the trailer. I was like, no, yeah. it's this goes back, what, almost 40 years from... Yeah what we see in the force awakens it's like 30 yeah. some like 38 or so i don't remember i remember it's bit like it had it's been 40 year, a years up for us but they didn't take it a whole 40 years um but i don't i don't know man that's uh i'm glad we're getting new stuff i, I just want to make sure that they don't jump the gun with announcing too much because I feel like it kind yeah, of bit them in it, the butt with Rogue One, and it bit them a little bit in the butt. Well, it bit it definitely bit them in the butt for Solo. Yeah, I think they just need to be a little careful think, with yeah, that. Yeah, they they need to just uh, I don't know. We'll see what they do. I I'm I'm wondering if they'll ever do a, like a Marvel route where all the movies kind of just take place in phases. Yeah, you know? that would be that would be nice. Like would the would the movies after nine be like a phase 
um, where the Ryan Johnson movies are all kind of connected, and then the two Game of Thrones dudes movies are connected, and they take place at the same time, but they don't really have anything to do with each other, you know? And then they do uh, Star Wars Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, Star exactly. Four, the Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet and all that stuff. The Sun Crusher. And then the armored hand of the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, rises. <laughs> yeah, rises from the Sarlacc pit. And he's an old man now. That's what they need to do. Patton Oswalt, you know, from that uh, that Parks and Rec episode. <laughs> Patton, Oswalt, Patton Oswalt comes crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. I live! Oh, that'd be awesome. Sorry, yeah. back to news. That's so funny. All right, this is our last news story. Mark Hamill to receive star on the Hollywood Walk yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted to call out sick to work that day. Yeah, you know what's funny? I th- always thought he had one. So, <laughs> well, because you hear some actors' names and you're like, "Yeah, they've got one." Why and wouldn't then you they? realize they don't? You know? Yeah, and then you realize they and don't. That's next, and you're like, oh. let's see, it is March eighth, next Thursday. Next Thursday, not this upcoming Thursday, the one after, like next oh, week. I was like, I was like, dude, what week? What week are you yeah. living in? Uh. Yeah, Mark Hamill getting a star. That's cool. Did Carrie ever get a star? Unfortunately not. Yeah. Oh, oh no, wait. Did she? They... I don't know. I'm going to type in Carrie Fisher star. Just see what happens. Not Star Wars. <laughs> That's not... I know she was in Star Wars. No, I don't know. She never did. Uh, she did no. not because Variety has an article called uh, Carrie Fisher could still receive an official star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, but there is a blank star that someone wrote on. If, you know, there's some weird people on there. If uh, if Minnie Mouse can have a star on the Walk of Fame, you think they would give Carrie Fisher one. Yeah. But there was a fake star. Like, there's a star um, uh, that didn't have any writing on it, and someone wrote in Sharpie, Carrie Fisher, may the force be with you always. That's um, sweet. And then a uh, bunch of people left, like, flowers and lightsabers and stuff by it and candles. So, like, hopefully she gets one at some point. I think she deserves I have, one. I hope she will. Yeah. Not that it matters, but... It's, it's a nice little, you know... Yeah. Memoriam. Memoriam. Sort of thing. All right. Well, um, what we could do, since we've only been going an hour, and we could go another, like, 20 minutes or so... We could wrap up the show, and then if we want to talk Rebels episodes, spoilers, Rebels episodes. I'm good for that. I actually have one more quick short news story. Uh, This is is for collectors, because I know... uh, So every time there's a Star Wars movie, they have a merchandising event. So they've done Force Friday, Force Friday 2, I think it was called Going Rogue, or something like that, for Rogue One. It's Solo Sunday. It's actually Wookiee Weekend. Oh. <laughs> so beginning April 20th, which is a Friday through to Sunday the 22nd, Wookiee Weekend will be the giant merchandise push for uh, Solo. Um, in the past, you, they, the figures used to be released at least, what was it, uh, September? Almost three months before the movies came out. And this year, Hasbro... Uh, and a lot of the other toy retailers are actually pushing to get their figures released closer to the release date of the movie, 
which they're actually doing a lot of this uh, with the other movies like uh, Jurassic World. They're doing the same thing with that too and some of the other uh, big blockbuster movies coming out this year. They, they realized that by ex- extending the run for the, the toys for so long before the movies came out, they're actually losing money because there was no hype around it. So they ship all this stuff. No one would pick it up. It all go on clearance when the movies came out and that's when people would buy it. So they would just lose out right away. So they figured, hey, mm-hmm. let's just release it closer to the release date. So with Solo coming out in, was it mid-May, this is coming out maybe a month before. So just get ready uh, because you're probably, if you're like me, you're going to be spending some time in front of Toys R Us at night in a line with like 30 other people hoping to get the newest toys. Yeah, But uh, it should be fun. Wookiee Weekend, that's going to be... Oh, I'm curious to see what the Disney parks do because every year... The downtown Disney districts uh, for their stores, they usually have their own little shopping event. So depending on what it is, I might check that mm. out. Yeah. That could be cool. All right. Let's wrap this show up. Anyway, if you want to follow the show, you can go to a starwarspodcast.com. We're also available on all podcast service pretty much every podcast service that I've been able to find. If we're not on your favorite podcast service, please email us at longtimeagoradio at gmail.com. You can also send questions and other things to that email and we'll answer them on the show if you want to follow me personally you can do so on twitter at the jawa josh alex we're gonna you can find me on instagram dapper underscore fit uh go check out our facebook page facebook.com slash long time ago radio uh we'll try to post some links to some of these interesting star wars stories and characters that we talked about today that way you guys can you know tell us if you think we're crazy or not but i'm sorry jar jar binks's father shooting himself in the head is pretty out there it's pretty. But uh, I think you'll you guys will enjoy these also, stories. Also, fighting over banking loans. I mean, pretty... that was all of episode one, right? <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's that's sort of the you know those are the intense moments, you know those uh, Senate yeah. hearings, man. But yeah, go check us out. Yeah. Um, oh, tomorrow, which is going to be Monday, February twenty sixth. Don't forget, Rebels. The next two episodes are airing at nine p.m. So make sure you watch when we're running out of time for these episodes. The season's going to be ending in, what, three weeks? I believe so. And then we wait for the next Dave Filoni project. Yeah, which will probably be in, I bet, next yeah. year. Yeah. I think next year. I My theory is that it'll be on the streaming service. But and I'm curious to see if this will be animation or live action, because I know they're pushing live action, too. I think they're doing both because there was a oh, yeah, Bob Iger said they're doing they? multiple Star Wars series, and then I was like, when I hear that, I think the live action show and the animated show. Yeah, it's just a waiting game. So we're waiting yeah. for that. I bet they'll keep. I bet they'll keep the animated show on Disney XD, but they'll also put it on their streaming service. When does the streaming service com- uh, start up? Would they say 2019? Next okay. year. Yeah, next year. I'm sure we'll learn a lot more about it very yeah, soon. Yeah, as soon as they announce the next Star Celebration and, and you know, all that. There's a lot of news we're waiting yeah. on. But. Yeah. Um, anyways, this is going to be the spoiler cutoff. So if you don't want any Rebel spoilers, please leave now. Have a good day. Uh, may the Force be with you. Bye. Bye. Um, Kanan's dead. <laughs> that, that's your spoiler right there. Uh, if you don't want to hear this spoiler, please go back 10 seconds and skip the next minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dear. Oh. Uh, before we get into the to the Cannon's Dead thing, I was on Twitter and Pop Tarts tweeted oh, this. Pop Tarts? 
<laughs> fucking laughing so hard. So like, this guy named uh, Joshua Doherty posted a picture where he made a sandwich, a burger that's that's pop tarts as the bread, and it's like, oh my god, a burger, lettuce, bacon, and all this stuff, and they tweeted it at them, and pop tarts just said, "Okay, Joshua, thanks for sharing. I guess." <laughs> so fucking good oh my god <laughs> that's nasty send me a link to that real oh, quick thanks for sharing I guess uh, here you go hang on yes Kanan is dead <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> we're gonna talk about this pop tart first <laughs> I like the, the next comment. I like how the bottom of the sandwich is just the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we eat our... That looks disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's nasty. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We, we eat our... I like this person. The whites are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> oh, man. You should keep this conversation <laughs> so as the extreme, extreme ending. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the final, final ending. Uh, anyway, Kanan's Kanan dead. is dead. So be but he went out like a pro. So real quick before uh, we get into it, I think it was an hour or two before... I watched uh, the episode and I messaged Josh and Becky and I said, "How? Who do we? Who do we have to pay uh, if our theory of Kanan dying doesn't come to fruition?" And then, as soon yeah. as that episode ended, I was like, "Man, I just saved a bunch of money." <laughs> yeah, saved a bunch of money on car insurance sure. by betting against <laughs> <I> bet. <laughs> But like, my my wife made a really good point. Like, we it happened so fast. Like, I didn't expect for him to, to be written out, you know, so fast in, you know, when they jump into the, the second half of the season. I figured, oh, you know, it would be maybe, yeah. like, the second to last episode or something. But it happened right there in the first episode. Yeah. Um, well, see, I read the names of the episodes ahead mm -hmm. of time. So I kind of saw it coming because the second episode was called Doom. And it was like, oh, the ghost crew, like, grieves after a major loss. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, then I guess he's going to die. <laughs> the, uh, it uh, says, everyone but Kanan cries in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> everyone but Kanan cries. Kanan can't because funny. he's not alive. <laughs> because he's blind? <laughs> because he's I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... Because the lightsaber hit his tear ducts <laughs> on the way. All right, now no we got to go get that, that mountain of sorrow to bring him back, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I loved the tie-in to the. Well, I shouldn't have said tie-in because now it sounds like a pun. <laughs> but I loved, I loved the way it tied into the tie defender. Yeah, yeah, it did thing. too. Um, I thought that was a really cool touch. Um, I thought Price was finally like being given some characteristics in season four. Cause she's finally like being all backstabby and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, that's... I think. I think That's they cool. did a really good job too, giving her like uh, front billing in this episode. My my favorite part was where they call off 
or you have Tarkin, you have Tarkin calling in, saying how, uh, you know, Project Stardust, how they want to lean towards that now to get all the funding. And so right. you have what's his face, Mister Mister Blue Guy. You have Thrawn. Thrawn getting called away to justify his project, and that made me really excited because it's like, oh, you know, Rogue One and all that stuff. But what I'm mm-hmm. curious to see is if they're having issues, not to say issues, but if they're if they're trying to figure out who the who money where the money's going to go, then maybe this isn't as close to the Rogue One storyline as we thought. Because I feel like if they're still trying to fund I this... I think it's continued funding, right? I don't know, because they kept saying... Because, well, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a... Uh, you're, it's either these TIE fighters or Oh, no, definitely not, Star. but they're saying how... I think it's like, the, the Death Star needs money. Like, you need to defend the fact that your TIE fighter project's happening because all these other projects are getting put, like, on the chopping block, Well, because one, one of the things that you know. the Tarkin says is that it's they're getting promising results but i don't know if he's referencing you know the actual jetta attack or if it's just you know all this other stuff before so i'm curious yeah to i see. thought it was i i thought earlier in the season they had referenced that's what i thought too jetta. i thought they referenced that too because they're like oh there's this major like evacuation from jetta no well, i'm very curious too because if that's the case also the same thing with death troopers too are they because when we were watching rogue one they kind of they 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 portray them as krennic's private security kind of but then you see them in Rogue One, yeah. and in reality, you start or not Rogue One, you see them in Rebels, and you start learning that they're not necessarily his specific. They are the security for all of the, you know, the secret research projects. So at a certain point, do they draw all this other stuff away from the Tide Defenders and move it to the Death Star, or how does that all work out? Like I'm curious. I, I'd like a book to explain a little bit of that backstory, like all these other things, because uh, I mean, uh, Jen Urso, she names off all these other projects that they kind of left as, you know, future Easter eggs for them, for, for writers to develop. Like you have the Black Saber and all these other things too. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering too. There, uh, the first episode was pretty by the books. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, we were getting into some fel- like weird felony territory where, you know, we're getting into, into some weird esoteric, kind of stuff but um i thought loopy hera was pretty funny oh she was my wife's favorite um yeah she's like hey man that's stupid um that was that was pretty funny i liked um i liked their reaction when coming back like when kanan was dead um Oh, and I saw Zeb walking up to the fighter all smiley. I was like, he doesn't even, don't know, even know yet. <laughs> I was like, this poor guy. He has no idea. Um, uh, Nicole started crying when Chopper... Oh, uh, hold Tara's hand? <laughs> yeah. Hold Tara's yeah. hand, yeah. That's a t-shirt right there. The problem is that I saw that gif on Twitter the day before. Because uh. I, I don't have cable, so I didn't watch it live. I, I watched them a day after, and... I saw that gif and I'm like, God, like I pretty much tells me. And then, uh, at work they had mentioned content surrounding rebels and they were like, yeah, there was like a major character death. So we got content coming. I was like, I swear to God, if they say something, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go nuts. And then, uh, uh, 
uh, one of my one of my coworkers was like, "Did you watch Rebels last night?" I was like, "Don't say a thing." I was like, "Don't say a thing." I have not seen it, so. Uh, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what happens. Like, I'm 99%, and I was right. But I was like, I'm 99% sure I know what happens, but I don't want to know. And now we wait know? to see what happens to Ezra, because I think right now he's the only uh, character that I'm kind of, you know, because we, we, any of the other ones can, can live. I mean, I, I guess Ezra doesn't necessarily have to die, but I don't think he can be involved in the larger Rebel story. He's got to go away yeah, somewhere. And now he is he Mortis. Is so speaking uh, of that, um, my yeah. guess is these next episodes are going to revolve around that. Uh, so the other day I rewatched the Mortis trilogy. So if you have Netflix, take some time to rewatch those to re-watch episodes. That. Just kind of a refresher. Well, I've got got a lot of time on there my hands go. now, so I guess I can rewatch them. It's, it's a there. It's a good story arc. I mean, it's one of the we were talking about weird stuff in Star Wars. This is most. This is kind of one of the weirder, you know, mythology you know, heavy episodes or, or story arcs in the Clone Wars where you have this right. family, as the father, daughter, and son that are kind of the embodiment of the Force and the fact that they're... They live in, like, a, a floating, like, prison, pretty much. Like, their planet is a prison. Um, it's sort interesting. Of, yeah, but it's like a... It's, it's, well, it was made by the father. Yeah, it's... Like the father purposely yeah. built this place to to keep his children in check. Am I get? I'm assuming they're, you know, older than time and all this stuff. But uh, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting storyline, and it looks like it's going to play a bigger part than uh, any of us thought it would. Yeah, which what's funny is when I first saw that trailer, I I saw all the gold and all that. I didn't see the Mortis. Oh, the family. Family there. Um, I was just like, oh, I bet there's something important in that shot that I didn't see, but I'm too lazy to freeze frame it. So, but later I saw that Amy Radcliffe had done a freeze frame and then wrote an article about it. And I was like, oh my yeah, God. That, like, that was probably one of the most exciting parts for me in the trailer that came back. Just because um, there's, that was one of the things that I think a lot of people wanted more, uh, the Clone Wars stories. And we're not necessarily getting more of the stories, but we're getting the connections from you know the past and the future right Which... yeah and i'm wondering if i'm you know what i'm starting to get concerned about what about something um i'm starting to get concerned that they will not explain a lot of stuff in in rebels yeah yeah i think um, they're gonna leave a lot of that stuff open-ended like i don't think they're ever gonna explain the they're 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 never gonna explain the wolves. They just never are. Um, I I just I I feel it in my bones, you know. Well, like, you know what's gonna happen, right? They're gonna get pissed. They're gonna turn into really mean clouds. <laughs> and they'll topple, <laughs> and they'll topple, the, topple empire. the empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just feel I I I remember I have a vague memory of Dave Filoni saying something when we were at Celebration about like mystery and like keeping mystery in some things. Um, and I feel like he's probably going to want to keep mystery around the wolves, even though I, I still have a pretty good idea. I think I know what is up with these. So wolves. what do you think is up with the wolves? Um, I think that they are not force ghosts, but like a lower level of force ghosts, if that makes sense. 
So, like, I don't think that the full consciousness of Ahsoka is in that one wolf. But I think a piece of her is in that in there. So, like, because when, after Kanan dies, there's a, a brand new wolf The there, big gray right? one. It's got his eyes. It pretty much sounds like uh, Freddie Prince Jr., but deeper. Um... And he, when he asks what his name is, he says Doom. But I, I didn't check the subtitles to see if it was the last name or the... D-O-O-M word, versus D-O-M-E. Yeah. yeah. So I have no idea. Uh, but uh, there was another moment in the in during that whole scene when Ezra's talking to the wolves where it's what the Ezra's in the middle of the shot and then it's just the mouths of both the wolves on the left and the right. And it's when he asks, like... Uh, what am I going to find at the Jedi temple or whatever? And he says knowledge. And then uh, Ezra says like Ahsoka thought we'd find knowledge in the Sith temple. And you see the wolf that we, everyone was like, is Ahsoka the wolf? That wolf reacts the second, the second that he, that he says her name. As if it recognizes the name. Yeah. Yeah. It like snarls like, like, how dare you talk shit about me? <laughs> so, um, you don't know but, me. Yeah, you don't know. You, you didn't know me that well. Um, so, I mean, what I think is that, <sighs> again, they're not Force Ghosts because cert- only certain people knew that skill. We assume Luke maybe knows it. Um, he had many years to probably learn, right? Yeah, and that and that I think is is one of those things that's taught to them, but you can't really try to become one unless, until you've 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 been until you've, yeah, died. you've been taught it, but then it, you can't really try until you're dead. Yeah, so we know we've got Vader somehow knew it, uh, and then you know Luke probably knows it. Uh, Kanan doesn't know it. Ahsoka doesn't know. So like. The only thing I can think of is that because they're now part of the living force, mm-hmm. right? Or they're just part of the force now. They're still, they feel like maybe they didn't finish their work oh, or it's something. Like and maybe, sort of, but it's like the force <laughs> is manifesting pieces of them, sort that makes of. Sense. Yeah, but, but again, it's also when, it's like when Ezra's asleep is when all this is happening. So it's. To me, it's like, oh, it's a vision. It's not really, like, what's happening. I wanted to go back and see if the tablet was always there. And then he just woke up and noticed it was there. You know? Or if it was there after the he woke up. The one with the rock, up. paper, scissors on it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever that means. And see, when I, when I was but, re-watching the Mortis episodes, I was trying to see if they did any kind of hand movements like that. I don't really see any. I'm really curious to see Wait. how how those connect. For them to bring back the Mortis family, you know, to me, honestly, aside from having Vader, if you haven't seen those episodes, uh, definitely watch them. Uh, they're they're really cool. Um, I mean, they've been out for a number of years, so what I'm going to say isn't too spo- spoilery. Uh, I just looked at the so if you if if you look at the freeze frame from the Rebels trailer. Each one of the Mortis people is doing one of the Rock, hand paper, scissors. signals. Yep. And their and their hands are circled. Oh like, yeah, they are like a halo. Definitely, yeah. definitely watch these episodes though. Um, there's this yeah. is where a young Anakin Skywalker 
uh, is pulled uh, to help replace a, you know, I guess a aging father who's in charge of keeping his uh, two children who represent the, both the light and the dark side of the force in check. Um, but the uh, Mortis son gives Anakin a view into his future and he sees him, you know, he, he sees everything. Basically, he sees him becoming himself Darth Vader, um, but the father wipes that from his mind. So it's going to be really interesting to see how these three characters coming back are uh, a part of this larger story. Because to me, I always felt yeah. like they were an isolated part that they kept to themselves. But if there's information in the Jedi Temple about them, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know, man. So many questions. Yeah. They're never going to explain the hologram. I know that, which, too. Which, which hologram? Know it. Or the 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 one for uh, not the hologram the um the one they get from from the Sith temple the, oh Ahsoka the, no no the 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 red um God <laughs> holocron the red holocron the, I think the whole holocron thing we're not gonna find out about and I'm really curious to see because now that Kanan is dead um, if you'll see Ezra turning to the dark side because i think that was one of those storylines that they pushed and you know the the shot of his eyes turning red and him being able to open the the sith holocron and then it just kind of disappeared but you know looking at them right. connecting to the mortis trilogy i don't they, they're not forgetting things i think they're they're purposely waiting for the right moment to bring back that little story arc yeah. i think it's gonna be part of a larger ending to this um i could definitely see him turning to the dark side especially since we know that palpatine is going to be in these next few episodes or at least one of the episodes and he calls yeah, i just saw a tweet that's like the emperor is coming so, here tomorrow so i think a night. lot of that's going to connect i'm really excited about tomorrow's episodes which by the time you hear this the episodes will be out so let us know what you think because uh well we usually post episodes in the morning oh so well then if you're listening if you're listening that morning then then watch it tonight <laughs> yeah uh then you'll be watching it tonight i won't be watching it until tuesday unfortunately so and i saw i saw them saying like stephen melching who is writer he's a writer on star mm -hmm. wars rebels saying he he tweeted tomorrow's episodes are a couple of real brain melters featuring some surprise guests that you don't want to miss i'd stay off social media yeah the, it we're getting down to the nitty-gritty what we're gonna see you know it's yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how they end Rebels. Cause I think I, I think this is going to be like, a, what do you call it? The Last Jedi, where we all had all these ideas and, oh, it has to end this way. And, I mean, we, we got Kanan's death. I think that was something that kind of had to happen. We knew it had to happen. But for the rest of it, I don't think mm -hmm. we know what to expect. We know things have to end. We know Hera survives. We know Chopper survives. Everyone else, it's all up in the air. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Inquisitors know, for, what, two seasons already? I know. And, and you know, what's funny is in the Darth Vader comic, they've gotten to the point where he's training the Inquisitors, and there are more Inquisitors than we've Oh, yeah. Seen. I mean, you, there's this, what, this seventh sister and sixth brother or something like that? So we something know like that. There's, that there's more, yeah. yet we haven't seen them. But if we see Palpatine trying to draw Ezra and all these people out, you know, at this point, that would be a good storyline, you know? That'd be a fun movie to watch, like Dude, Inquisitors hunting. If Barris uh -huh. shows up, <laughs> I'm going to die. 
Like, I will lose my mind. I'll actually scream. I might actually scream. Like, I, there are very few things in this world that'll make me yell. Yeah, that that'll do make it. Me yell pretty loud because I'm just like, what happened to her? She's gone. I could see her becoming an inquisitor. It's, it's the next obvious step. Yeah. It's like, why not? Where is she? If she doesn't show up, like I'm mess, I'm going to message Dave and be like, Dude. what the hell? What yeah, the hell, I'm going to call him on his phone. You're just going to go to San Francisco, <laughs> the Presidio. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, where are you? And he comes, he, he like rides up on a wolf. Like, <laughs> like what do you want? I, I like your show. <laughs> and then you walk away. Where is Barris Offie? <laughs> I don't know, but just for more validation for the Mortis characters, the uh, the Star Wars rap, the, the rap party for the Rebels episodes, they just had it. And on their cake, it's that hieroglyphic uh, drawing of the three uh, Mortis characters standing there with their rock, paper, scissors. So for them to put them on the cake, they must mean something important. Like, I don't think that they yeah. just randomly chose them to put on the cake. I mean, they look cool. They're like, do you know Barrasofi? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be exciting. And we find out we find out real soon. But then when this show ends, um, we just have to wait for the next one. I think that's going to be the, the hard part, yeah. waiting to see what the next story we'll get. Next celebration is going to be nuts. Yeah, they need to announce it, like, though. Because this time last year, I'm sure they'll I announce the it. They're gonna announce. I'm sure they'll announce it in the summer. I hope so. Uh, you know what? They, I could see them announcing it at Comic Con. Or you know what? May fourth. Could do that May too. May fourth. Yeah, because, maybe. Uh, I think it was this time two years ago. I bought the tickets for last year's celebration. So you got to give people a year to plan. Because if it's no matter where it is, people oh, need yeah. to get places. Yeah. We bought our tickets. Way yeah, we in bought advance. ours day one. Like I, I was sitting at my computer yeah. waiting for them to go on sale, um, which yeah. is always fun, but it's it's nerve wracking. But we should hopefully know soon. Yeah. Anaheim, come on, Anaheim. Oh my Anaheim. god, please, Anaheim. If it's in Florida, I'll go. Yeah, but I mean, the, I'd really rather it was a, in Anaheim. <laughs> B, I mean, and it makes so much sense to have it there. You have uh, Galaxy to Edge opening up maybe like a month later, and if they're smart about it. They'll do a soft opening for Star Wars Celebration. I mean... Oh, like if you have a badge, something. you can I mean, go. when we did Harry Potter at Universal Studios, we were open for almost a month and a half before they announced uh, the official opening for uh, Hogsmeade. So if Disney wants to do the same thing, because they're going to have to look at, uh, you know, guest flow. Uh, they're going to have to look at how much people are actually, you know, buying things and the food and all that. They need, they need to test all that out before they can really, you know, hit the ground running. It would be super smart of them to say, hey, you have a Star Wars Celebration badge. It's $100, and you get four hours in the land. I would pay, I would pay it. Like, day I'd one, like, I'd give them the money. $100 to cry at the entrance? Let's I mean, go. Wouldn't that be smart? <laughs> like, not only do you get people to yeah. stay at Star Wars Celebration right there. But, I mean, everything is right there. Yeah. But you also hope that the lines wouldn't be super long either because there's only so many. Oh, and yeah, and, and at a certain point, it's like, do you go on all the rides? Do you walk around? I mean, it, they've done that stuff for uh, in Orlando. They had the uh, Star Wars, what was the, the Galaxy Party thing that they did where you hit uh, Hollywood Studios over there. For, I think it was like a six-hour party. I mean, they've done that in Florida. You might as well do it here. Our land is opening mm-hmm. before Orlando's. So... 
Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. Again, I'll go. I'll still go to Florida yeah. again. But it's only because it's far enough away, you know? You're like, all right. If it's that far away, but I But if it's plan, in Anaheim, you know? just get the hotel. You're right there. But if it's in Anaheim, yeah, you just get in the, get the hotel. You're like, clo- we're close to Dintai I mean, phones. <laughs> well, t- 2015, <laughs> I I, we drove every day from our apartment. I mean, it can be done, but I'd rather stay on site. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather, uh, I mean, it, Airbnb, right? get all, yeah, it'd be great. And by then, hopefully, we'll have a panel. Fingers crossed. Because I intend to apply for panel. I, hey, man, I, I've, like, if the, if some of the panels we saw at last celebration were any indication, we Well, I was panel. on a panel in 2015. For that one, for that celebration, I was on the Star Wars steampunk panel. And that was a lot of fun. The only thing that I was kind of bummed out about is that when we did our panel at, at uh, San Diego Comic Con, we got the little name placard paper that said, you know, they had the uh, Comic Con logo and it had my name on it and all that stuff. And uh, Star Wars Celebration didn't do that. And I was really hoping to get one from there. But uh, if uh. we can't do it for the podcast, we should definitely do some sort of fan one. I mean, there's so much Star Wars that we can talk about. We can even do a pod, uh, a, a panel on weird Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I figure just talking about stuff and about all the stuff that got announced oh, there yeah. and talking to talking to people who are in the room probably waiting for the next panel we, to start. We could you know? we we would have so much fun. <laughs> we are the waiting panel. You need a half yeah. hour to kill between panels? Come on in. We have snacks. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. We have patches. Oh man. We probably oh, we will. will have patches. I'm already That's on our Trello. I'm already on, on my uh, design concepts for my trading patches at, at uh, the next celebration. I have an idea. Have nice. An idea. Nice. All right. We Kanan should wrap this episode dead. up. Kanan's dead. Hera. Follow us on Twitter. Actually, the, the official uh, uh, Twitter account for this podcast is LTA underscore radio. And once again, you can go to starwarspodcast.com for all that cool stuff. I'm probably going to start posting articles there pretty soon. I might write one this week about lightsabers. Um, and so that would be that would be sweet. fun. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be it. Remember to leave us a review on the iTunes. It actually helps out a ton. And we'll see you guys in two weeks or unless something crazy happens in the next 14 days. All right. See you. Bye, everybody.